Blog Talk Radio. Let me tell you about something new. A new show called G's Power. G's Power. Real talk for real saints. Are you ready? And it's for real. Welcome to G's Power Hour live every weekday at 11.30 a.m. on Never Had It So Good Entertainment Network. Your host, G, will bring you informative and entertaining guests and a variety of topics in a way that you can absorb and enjoy. Listen in weekdays and call in at 516-387-1944. We love interaction. All shows can be downloaded if you miss one or found on iTunes the next day. G's Power Hour is powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Well, good morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. It is one of those days that we love to, uh, you know, have because we have uh, Burton Kelso. It's Tech Thursday here on G's Power Hour. Good morning, Burton. How are you? I'm doing good this morning, G. How are you doing? I am doing well. I'm doing well. I have some questions, so I'm going to let you go ahead and start because I know you have some things you want to address because it's, okay, I, I don't know the exact name of the month. I've seen so many different references, but is it it's, Cyber it's Security Month? Well, <laughs> oh, got it's joke. January. Oh, okay. All right. I don't yeah, have the simple crashing and everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, there's several uh, other holidays than being this January. Month. Yes, there are. Right. So, um, in 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 your wheelhouse, though, it it has to do with cybersecurity, right? Something like that. Well, there is data. Well, there is data protection day on the 28th of January, and that more or less encompasses cybersecurity, but also with businesses as far as how well are you keeping your customers' data safe. But then as a consumer, uh-huh. we're talking about how are how aware of you of where your data is. Because, you know, we talked about it, I think, a little bit last month, where if mm-hmm. you're signing up for services, if you're giving out your email addresses and your phone number, do you know where that information is being stored after you hand it out? And what happens to your information if you suffer a data breach? And it has the companies that you've trusted suffered data breaches, and are they telling you that they suffered a data breach so you can better protect yourself from all of the criminals out there that want your information? So let me ask you a question since we're on that. Um, Let's say a company, let's go back to, I guess, when Yahoo had a data breach several years ago, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So if Something happens to your data, you got affected in some way because of Yahoo's data breach. Can mm-hmm. you sue them, or is that something that you've probably already signed off on as part of an agreement to use their service? No, you haven't signed off on the ability to sue a company if you suffered a data breach. In fact, there's a lot of class action lawsuits that occurred because of the Yahoo breach for the simple fact that they tell you that they're going to share your data, but it doesn't mean that they are not 
uh, complicit if, in fact, they have their data breached at all. So, yeah, you could sue, but the challenge is with a media giant such as Yahoo, it would be better if you were part of a class action suit because then you have the attorneys that are either able to, well, I should say are able to negotiate a good settlement uh, with Yahoo as opposed to you getting your own attorney, and maybe they just don't have the resources to make a settlement happen. So I guess um, I missed that class action suit. I guess I didn't get the Yahoo email. (laughs) You probably didn't, and I think of all the millions of people that are on Yahoo, it's almost virtually impossible to uh, them to notify everybody who would have been affected by that breach. Sometimes it's a general email that goes out, or sometimes mm-hmm. if you know a company that you work with has been breached, you can just do a quick Google search of that company and then just class mm-hmm. action lawsuit. Okay. All right. All right. So, so I don't. Uh, I was going to say that that breach happened years ago. So yeah, I think you. Yes, it did. Um, yeah. yeah, you may be. <laughs> you may be too late on I, that I, class action actually, lawsuit. Because I actually think I'm still suffering repercussions because of that. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah, and that's the problem with data breaches, G, is the fact that um, there are long-term effects because it's like that old Yahoo email address. Well, you still use Yahoo, but that email address of Yahoo keeps getting circulated around the web with other criminals Mm -hmm. using those known used email addresses to send out scams. Uh, But then the other thing that you have to look at, too, is maybe it's not from Yahoo. Maybe another company that you've worked with has suffered a data breach, and they have yet to inform their customer base that they have, in fact, had data stolen from them. So it it could be from a variety of sources. Okay. All right. So, but I'm going to let you continue, because like I said, I I do have questions for you today. So. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. So, yeah. The, so the um, so Data Protection Day, believe it or not, gee, is global. Uh, so it's actually really International Data Protection Day on January 28th, and because it's a global okay. problem as far as all of the data breaches that are out there, and just for the uh, also for the fact that many companies don't share when they've been breached. Now, I think the only state so far that's kind of um, really jumped on board with data protection is the state of California. They have their own data act, which if you're a California resident, you can definitely um, inquire to different companies if they are, are storing your information, who are they sharing it with. And, you know, there's a lot of states that just don't have those protections in place. So companies, I would say, should say the media giants have had, to accommodate their websites to work with the state of California. One of the examples mm-hmm. is, and I'm sure you've noticed this, when you visit a website now, it'll ask you if you want to accept cookies to go to that website or if you don't want to accept cookies when you visit that website. Because one of the challenges yeah. is that um, they have to do that because of the state of California. Mm. Because I've noticed yeah, that a so lot. I mean, it's, I mean, it's like you can't do anything before you, you must accept the cookies, accept all cookies. Right. And I'm like, well, what happens if I don't want to accept the cookies? Then I guess I'm what, SOL, <laughs> right? Not necessarily. 
The um, okay. what happens with that is that with cookies, cookies aren't necessarily harmful, but cookies mm-hmm. can give out information about the websites that you visited. So if you mm-hmm. are a frequent shopper, like with Amazon or any of the online sites, other websites mm-hmm. can kind of view your cookies in your browser to kind of figure out what things you love and like and what things you gravitate to. With that data, then they can start to target advertising to you to entice you to buy from other online shops. And that's kind of one of the nefarious ways that companies uh, get your information and target advertisers. Again, it's not necessarily a situation where criminals are stealing data from you, but it's one of those Mm -hmm. things that people don't realize that could happen as far as them using that sort of data as far as shopping data. So you should be aware of that because everything that you're sharing uh, purposefully or inadvertently, you have a right to know what's going on with that data. So that's another reason why uh, Data Protection Month is, is important because I think we all have a right to know who's got our data and how it's being used. Okay. So... So now you know why that uh, whole cookie thing is popping up on your on websites you visit because now they have to disclose, well, yeah, we're looking at your cookies if you come to visit this website. And to answer your question about if you don't accept cookies, it's more or less um, are you um, – it's more or less, you know, you need to know that websites are looking at your cookies, but if you don't accept them, that just means that you're not going to be able to experience the fullness of the website. So there may be like missing images or if you click on a link in a website, it may not allow you to like click on the link. So there's minor stuff that can happen, but at the same time, it still should be up to you if you want to accept cookies or allow your cookies to be read when you visit a website. Okay. And so, one other thing I was going to add about that, too, is that even on our website for Integral and my BurtonKelso.com website, mm-hmm. they have both been designed in Wix, and they've had to play ball, too. So if you design a website now, mm-hmm. then it's automatically going to include that disclaimer that, you know, are you going to have the message pop up that are you, are you going to allow cookies on the site? Okay. Interesting. I'm going to have to sit down and read a little bit more on these lovely cookies. Because uh, you were talking about Wix, and I was thinking I was just getting ready to to try to design a site on, on Wix. And, uh, you know, just so thanks for the heads up on that. So, well, that, that if, if you're doing the design on Wix, it's just to cover Wix's butt to say, well, mm-hmm. we gave you the opportunity to accept cookies. Um, mm-hmm. So it's more of protection for Wix, but also too, right. if you are designing a website through Wix, you do want that disclaimer because you don't want someone to think that they got infected or something happened when they visited your website. Right. So exactly. it, it's kind of like protection for everybody. You don't want someone disgruntled saying, "I went to your website, G, and uh, you know I think I got a bug from visiting your website." No one wants that. No, not at all. At all. So, uh, what other things should be we be watching out for this month? Oh, I wanted to ask you um, 
Uh-huh. <laughs> no, <laughs> diverting away from that. Uh, and I meant to ask you ahead of time. Um, this month is the annual, is it what, Consumer Electronics Show or something like that? Oh, PEF? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. So, you know, this month I, has been, it, it's been an interesting month for CES because, you know, in years past, it was like the greatest laptop to come out and the greatest TV. But now it's mm-hmm. more AI, more smart home, more flying vehicles, more of that Jetson type of stuff. That wow. That's really featured. Really. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's true because, I mean, you ha- I haven't heard about the latest, greatest TV. You know, usually there's, there's like all of this hoopla about the latest, greatest TV and stuff like that. And then, you know, I, and I go places now and the TVs are just sitting in boxes on the floor. It's like, here, you know, just take one home, get it out of our way. Uh, right. You know, Uh <laughs> So there's not a whole, a whole bunch of hoopla about about the TVs and, and and some of the other stuff that you used to, but yeah, it's all of this other stuff that I have probably very little to do with. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of senior a lot of senior tech was featured at CES this year. Um, mm-hmm. Technology that's going to be able to help uh, older adults get by in life. Again, there's. Uh, one of the creepiest things that I saw was like is a, that Amazon. Like a wheelchair? Uh, I mean, well, wheelchair? wheelchair walkers. Wheelchair walkers, you know, just smart um, assistive devices that the elderly can get by. But the challenge okay. is with that is that it's been technology that isn't within the average budget for, yeah. for a person <laughs> to afford, you know? Yeah, and that the insurance is probably not going to cover it. It's like, you know. <laughs> Right, exactly. You can't get the insurance yeah. to cover the basics half of the time, so they're not going to cover some swanky, you know, new wheelchair. Wheelchair anyway. or a walker? Yeah. yeah. Now walker, I'll tell you yeah. the creepiest thing. The creepiest thing that I saw that you know I might purchase for you as a gag gift is that Amazon now has this um, drone that can fly oh, around Lord. your house. <laughs> I got already got drones flying around my house that I don't need any extras. Got yeah. to figure out how to get also, rid of the Amazon, ones that. Yeah. Go I was ahead. Gonna, Amazon also has a uh, robot that will like go mm-hmm. through your house too. So I mean, again, it's that Jetson type of technology that you're definitely seeing at CES, and it's really, and I think it's more about well, this is what we're working on for the future, as opposed mm-hmm. to this is what you can. I mean, you can buy it now. But it's mm-hmm. more or less. Um, this is what we're working towards, and this is what you could be seeing coming out and becoming more affordable, like maybe in two to three years. It's almost. And it's like, funny how it's funny how cool we thought that stuff was, and funny that that we thought 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 that stuff was when the Jetsons had it all going on, and and other you know cartoons and and stuff like that. But now it's like it's invasive. It is. It is. It's a little bit much. Yeah. It is. So, real quick, um, I was going to share with you have you Uh seen the latest about uh, Tesla and their self driving vehicle scandal that they may be facing? No. Well, what's going on with that? So, the video that they showed the Tesla driving back in 2016, or auto Mm -hmm. driving, at the time, at the time, uh, Tesla had not perfected that technology. So the car and the video that they show that's auto driving ain't auto driving. Mm -hmm. It's like, it was rigged up to look like 
it was auto driving to show consumers, well, this is uh-huh. what we can possibly do in the future with Tesla vehicles. But it was not, in fact, implemented into Tesla's back when they shot the video in 2016. Oh, that's a mess. Gosh, it's that a is shame a that mess. everybody feels like they have to lie. You know, to make themselves look good. I'm not going to talk about what else is going on in in um, <laughs> Congress, but um, anyway, right. it's just yeah. You know, uh, it's like okay, this is what you want to happen. This is what you're working on. Just just fess up. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. I agree completely. But in technology, everyone wants to seem so cutting edge. That's why, like at conferences like CES, you're seeing all this oddball stuff that doesn't really equate to the average consumer. It's always stuff that may be on the verge or maybe a couple of years out of real-time development as far as hitting the real world because everyone wants to seem like they're the innovators. It's like this whole chat. The big thing now is the chat GPT uh, technology that's coming out that basically uses AI to help craft um, like text or blog posts and stuff like that. That's the big thing because people want that. And so that's why mm-hmm. you always see that push to bigger and better. Hmm. Okay. So uh, you you know how the show goes. You want me to take a break or you want to keep going? <laughs> we can take a break. <laughs> <laughs> We're here with Burton oh, Council of Integral. It is Tech Thursday on G's Power Hour. If you have questions for Burton, the number is 516-387-1944, G's Power Hour I never had so good entertainment. We'll be right back. Does it appear the long arm of the law is working against you instead of for you? Whom do you call when the boys in blue are pursuing you? When the wrong person behind bars may end up being you? With over 40 years combined legal expertise, Anderson and Welch bring to bear a smart, sound, sensible defense of those caught in what may be the unrelenting grip of the legal system. Turn to Anderson and Welch first to get ahead of trouble, not fall into it, by calling 561-832-3386. That's 561-832-3386. That's Anderson and Welch Law Firm online at andersonandwelch.com. Good morning. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. The third Thursday of the month with Burton Kelso, and the number is 516-387-1944 if you have questions. Okay, let's go ahead and, and address, I guess you could say, uh, the, <laughs> the elephant in the room or whatever you want to call it. Uh, what, what's, what's the deal with TikTok? Why, why is, is it so front and center right now? Oh, because of the their supposed links with the Chinese government. Now, keep in mind that there's no evidence that TikTok has – the company itself has ties to the Chinese government. But it's one of those scenarios where uh, governments across the country, including uh, the dear state of Kansas, which is our next-door neighbor, have banned it from government computers. But now the push is to keep TikTok off of college campuses. And it boils down to the amount of data that TikTok collects when you're on – using the platform. But keep in mind, TikTok is not doing anything differently than any of the other social media platforms out there. They all collect data. And even TikTok's like, hey, we're not doing anything wrong. We're just doing what other social media platforms are doing. Why are you ostracizing us? 
but it's that, well, maybe they do have ties to the Chinese government, so we want to um, we want to remove this app from, I guess, sensitive computers and devices, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. that's, that's the big hoopla. But the challenge with TikTok is, is that it's approaching almost a billion users globally. And for businesses, uh, fellow people and influencers, they obviously want to hop on that platform because it has access to so many people. Okay. Uh, I, I, I have not used TikTok. Don't wouldn't even know how to use TikTok. I don't know if I want to. Have you used TikTok? And, and tell me yeah, what do you think the pros and what are the pros and cons of TikTok? Well, yeah, I I use TikTok and stupid me a couple of weeks ago I tried to do the Cuff It challenge. You know the Beyonce song Cuff It. They have a challenge where people dance. It was such a horrible video, but I posted it anyway. <laughs> uh, but the the advantages are with TikTok is that trends like that on TikTok, like the cuff it dance, uh, other hashtags can definitely get you in front of more people. So the platform not, is not necessarily a dancing platform anymore, even though it started out that way. Mm. If you're an influencer or want to be an influencer, you can definitely use hashtag within the platform in order to get exposure to more people. So that's the appeal. You really can't do that on Facebook. Um, you can kind of do it on Instagram, but again, it's you wanting to build up your audience and get exposure to more people. So that would, is the appeal for me as an entrepreneur, and that's the appeal to the billion, almost billion people that are currently using TikTok. Okay, and I was the other just thing wondering. that I was going to bring up too, yep, they're dancing. TikTok huh? has, I'm, who me? Yeah, I was. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say uh, a, a momentary lapse or something. Okay. Yeah, it sure was. Uh, I don't know what I if was. If you thinking. had fun, if you had fun, that's all. Life is short. If you had fun, that's all that matters. Right. I agree. I agree. But the other thing I was going to share with TikTok too, G, is the fact that uh, as an editing tool, as far as putting mm-hmm. together your videos for social media. It has some excellent editing tools that allow you to use a green screen. You can merge your TikTok video with other people's TikTok videos. Um, and it, the algorithm in TikTok is pretty robust. So it's quickly, it's easier for you to connect with new people, um, especially if you're using one of the trending hashtags uh, or uh, graphics that they offer on TikTok. So it definitely helps you get in front of more people. Okay. So once you post something like that, can you take it down? Oh, yeah. With every social media platform, if you post a video, you can delete it off. That's the one good thing about TikTok and all of the other platforms out there. You can definitely delete it off. Okay. All right. Because you were thinking about posting a video to TikTok, and you're like, well, if I don't get any success, I'm going to take it down, right? No. (laughs) Not not doing it. Not doing it. That's all right. (laughs) It's all right. I, you know, I may look into it a little later. Maybe when they get all this this craziness resolved and decide what they're going to do. So. Yeah, I think I the know. only thing that's really going to save TikTok is if they sold it to an American company. But I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. it's still going to have Chinese ties because it's a Chinese-based company. So I don't know. I was going to say. What the end, I don't know what the end game is <laughs> going to be as far as TikTok is concerned. Okay. All right. I just had a question about that. So. 
Well, I'm going to ask well, some what other were... questions because when we go to break, I, I'm, I'm uh, going to transition into the the other subject that you, one of the other, other subjects that you mentioned. But okay, going back to like I was talking about with the Yahoo thing. So I, I have okay, just admittedly, I'm I'm just going to put it out there. I am trying for the HGTV dream home. Okay, I'm I'm trying oh. for that. I, I need the HGTV dream home. But anyway, right. I, you know, so I sign up for it and everything, and my concern is that, you know, they say also sign up for reminders, right, which I mm-hmm. need to get. I don't get the reminders anymore, and I'm wondering if my – and there's some other things, too. I'm wondering if my email has been, like, blacklisted or something or blocked. Uh, and I'm even wondering, it's like, okay, I signed up for – give me my dream home. But anyway, I signed up for the dream home. But, you know, and it says thank you and everything, but I'm wondering if it's actually being received or accepted. Because, like I said, when I'm asking for the reminders, I'm not getting them. And I have other things that I have signed up for as well. Um, and they say, okay, yeah, we've got it, you know, everything. But I don't get the the feedback, the responses that I expect to get back. So right. why is and that? that? Well, that is happening because with the um, process of you receiving emails, Yahoo mm-hmm. is acting as your spam filter, and it's not always a perfect system because sometimes what will happen is that Yahoo will identify specific emails as spam. Now, mm-hmm. sometimes they'll show up in your spam folder, but a lot of times yeah, they're not. Yahoo is like, yeah, they're, if Yahoo deems it, um, like, oh, yeah, we know this is coming, not coming from a reliable source, and they'll just block it where you don't get it at all. So it has nothing to do with your email system as far as you being able to receive mail. It's more about Yahoo choosing what email that you're going to get in your inbox because obviously they don't want people to get upset because they're getting a lot of spam email. So it's nothing on your Okay, but Yahoo isn't that then. the purpose of them sending the stuff to Spam. I'm getting. I'm getting a lot of stuff in spam that I don't even want in spam. Uh, I just. I right. mean, I don't. I, for, number one, I get some stuff in spam that I know should belong in my regular email. Number two, I'm getting stuff in spam that I keep clearing out and saying, deleting it and saying I don't want it, but it still right. shows up. Right. So the reason why spam is such a huge problem because criminals have figured out that if they just change one character in an email, then it's going to get uh-huh. past the spam filter. Um, that Yahoo has set up. So, I mean, it's, again, one of those things where you really don't have control of. I mean, your only other option would be to set up a Gmail account, which, I mean, is fitting for you, you know. I have, well, okay, I have actually a <laughs> Gmail account. I actually have one that, I set, I, believe it or not, I set up as, as, set up as my throwaway account. Um, right. Because I already had the account that I regularly used, and I didn't want certain other things coming to that account. For example, um, oh, and that, I can ask another question about that. But uh, I was doing mystery shopping, so I didn't want right. to give my regular email when they asked for information. So I set up an uh, email in, in Gmail so that those that type of stuff would go there as well as other types of things that I really don't care about because I don't even check my Gmail that much. Tell you the truth, um, right? 
So you're saying that it should be the reverse, that the Gmail is the more secure account, that I should be using that one more. And right. the, get the Yahoo needs to be the throwaway account. Right. It def- yeah, that you definitely is a need huge a transition. Role. It is. What you would have to do uh, to make that happen is Yahoo and, of course, Gmail have what's called vacation responder emails. So to make that transition flawless, you would have to set up a vacation responder in Yahoo saying, I no longer use this email. Please email, email me at whatever your Gmail address is. And then that will start the transition process of you being able to receive email, but at the same time, once the email comes in your inbox, then your normal people will know to email you at your Gmail. So it will obviously wow. be a little period of transition, but at the same time, you can definitely make it happen. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. Now, my other question with regards to that is, in Yahoo, you can have, well, I know you can have like two different email. It goes to the same box, but you can have two different uh, email addresses. Right. Okay. Can you do the same with Gmail, and how many can you get? Uh, well, with Gmail, yeah, you can create multiple uh, – well, you can have multiple email accounts, but unfortunately with Gmail, the challenge is, is that it won't have it all – well, I take that back. If you have multiple Gmail addresses, you can, at least on your phone, have all of those emails come into one common email inbox. Because mm-hmm. I've got three Gmail accounts, and they all come into the same inbox on my phone. Okay. Yeah. So you, I guess, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess the short answer is, is yes, you can do that. Okay. I'll talk to you more about that later because <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. To I'm make getting it the heebie-jeebies overall... thinking about, oh God, whatever I'm going to do, how I'm going to get this done. But okay. <laughs> yeah, talk about overall, that I think the overall thing that you have to look at as far as Yahoo versus Gmail is that mm-hmm. if you're just an individual user, meaning that you're just e- using email casually, then mm-hmm. um, Yahoo is fine and you can stick with that forever. Just like if you had an old AOL account and you were just using it for single purposes. But if you're you know, a business user, Gmail mm-hmm. is going to work a little bit better for you because Gmail isn't going to just like block incoming email unless it's absolutely spam. Uh, mm-hmm. Gmail is more apt to send your junk email to your spam folder so then you can decide what's junk and what's not. And, you know, as a business user, you have mm-hmm. to have an email system that's going to be a little bit more versatile as far as what type of messages you get in your inbox. So that's why I said it's probably best for, for you to start to make mm-hmm. that transition from Yahoo and uh, go that direction. Oh, wow. Okay. And I can help, now, you. I can help you with that. Thank that's you. I appreciate that because, yeah, we're going we're gonna to need a session. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> But the other thing is, too, with the thing that I don't like – well, there's a ver- there's some things I don't like about Gmail, so we'll have that discussion later. But one of the things is that it seems to almost categorize your emails for you. And right. I'm, you know, looking in one place, and I'm like, well, where is – you know, I know I was supposed to get it. Where is it and everything? And it's somewhere else I, I wouldn't even have dreamed to look. So I, is there a way to get around that? 
Yes. Um, you, you just need to go into the settings of your Gmail to take off the fact that it's going to automatically um, automatically um, categorize your email. And that's just a simple uh, thing that you need to do on Gmail in order to make sure that you're, you can categorize your email however you want. Okay. All right, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get off my personal stuff here, <laughs> you know. But I'm sure there are other people that may that 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 may some other people that may be less tech savvy or as least tech savvy as I am and might have these questions. So that's why I wanted to ask. But yeah, now I've got to go in a whole session with you. Um, but in the meantime, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come want to come back. We've got to talk a little bit about something on the serious side because it's also national. Stalker Awareness Month, right? It, it sure is, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. let's so, talk more about that after the break because there's a lot to talk okay. about. Yes, it is. This is G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment, and we will be right back. This is Douglas Dobbs, owner and funeral director at Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community with two generations of family funeral service. With the recent addition of my son Brandon, we are here to take care of the needs of Central and West Orlando. From simple cremation to a full burial, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here to help you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720. Dobbs dedicated to serving our families. Over the past 60 years, Dove Beauty Bar's superior formula has remained unchanged. But when it comes to beauty, everything changed. Together, we redefined beauty. We said no to stereotypes and yes to every type. We let go of judgments and embraced what makes us unique. We're proud to have been there with you, caring for you every step of the way. Here's to the next 60 years. Good afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. It is Tech Thursday, the third Thursday of the month here on G's Power Hour with Burton Kelso of Integral. And if you have questions, the number is 516-387-1944. So the other thing is it is National Stalker Awareness Month. Um, And I guess I look at stalking differently because I actually in the, I would say good old days, not necessarily good at this particular point, but I actually had a stalker, a in-person personal stalker. Never have had the, don't think I've had the online stalker though. So can you talk about, how does someone stalk through the internet, and how do you, uh, I guess, avoid that? And if you, if it gets serious, how do you get, I guess, authorities involved? Right. So I've also, well, I had an online harasser a couple of years ago, and a lot of it is just um, uh, people being able to uh, look at your pictures online because your pictures have a geo tag that happens with every photo. So I know you don't post on social a lot, but there are times when you're, uh, if you picture, pick a photo, your social media mm-hmm. account is able to kind of geographically tell where you are, whether it be like in the middle of nowhere or at a local establishment. It's because of the geotagging that occurs in the photos that you take with your smartphone. 
So a stalker mm-hmm. can actually download the photo and look at the geotag on the photo to kind of find the GPS cord- coordinates where you are. And, you know, as humans, we're people, creatures of habit, and mm-hmm. it is somewhat challenging to kind of remember to block that sort of information or to upload those photos to social media long after you visited that establishment. So I was going to continue. say, yeah, shouldn't you just, like I know people like to post vacation photos. It's like, shouldn't you just wait till you get home? And <laughs> just like you would show somebody your photo album when you got home. I mean, shouldn't you just, is it necessary to show it in real time? No. Yeah. It's not. But I mean, if you're in a yeah. scenario where you have a house sitter or someone who's staying at your house, then obviously you're okay because if someone shows up, and sees that somebody's at your house, then obviously it puts you in a good situation where they're like, oh, well, heck, they've got somebody there at the house that's really tracking that information. But, oh, the, okay. um, but you know, the main thing is is that you should uh, online, especially with social media, that you should be cognizant of where, you know, of when you take photos and where you're sharing that information. So, But the challenge is, gee, with the National Soccer Awareness Month is that now technology – can help people, uh, abusers, to stalk you in real life as opposed to just cyber stalking. So your laptops, your smartphones, your tablets, and even your fitness devices can be used by a stalker uh, to track you. They don't even have to be in your vicinity. They can just track you with GPS depending on what type of device you have. So air tags and smart tags can be used to track you as well. Yeah, so, I mean, it definitely is now where, like in the old days where, you know, you have a stalker where they have to guess where you are maybe, and now they can just pinpoint your location immediately. And, of course, now we also have technology that allows you to plant a bug in someone's purse or on their car and track them through an app as well. So it has definitely raised to a new level, and we talk about stalking, I think in most instances we're talking about where you've got some creeper that just shows up at your house or shows up at your job, but not the fact that technology, someone can keep eyes on you all the time. And also if you're using like a weak password for your email or or for your online accounts, even your social media accounts, they can get more information out of you and find out intimate details of your life. Because as you know, with email, we – most of us use it as a file cabinet where we're keeping secure documents and different folders and things like that. You know, if a criminal or stalker gets a hold of your email, then they've got more information that they can glean from your email to find out more about you and what your habits are and potentially just harass you on a whole new different level. You know, because back in the old days, you could just go stay at a hotel or go stay with a relative out of state until the stalker gets tired of you. But now if you're not taking precautions, then, heck, they can just know where you are instantly. So that's the biggest challenge I think we have to deal with with National Stalker Awareness Month is letting people know that these criminals are going to track you with technology devices. So the whole tracker thing, it's, it's kind of like a, a pro and con. You hear the, the bad stories about, you know, the stalkers and stuff, and then you hear – uh, stories about being able to find missing people based on trackers that they had on their persons or on on possessions that they have. So um, 
it's hard to, you know, you, I guess you have to just make the determination in terms of, you know, when it is in your best interest or not to have the tracker and then, uh, you know, other, other precautions that you need to take as well. But um, it's a shame that you have to have a whole month dedicated to something like this. It's, it's a little scary at the times we live in now. So. Oh, it is. Technology has definitely um, made life easier, but at the same time, technology has made life a lot difficult because, you know, technology, we not only have to deal with prying devices, we have to worry about companies that aren't doing a good job um, keeping our information safe. We have to worry right. about the human problem of cybersecurity, meaning that um, people still, after, you know, what, 10 years, 12 years of an increase of uh, cybercrime that we have to worry about, um, we have to worry about why people are still falling for the scams and the fact that these online scams are becoming more complex. So it's, it's a lot to deal with in this digital world. And to be honest with you, it's a lot to push a lot of people over the edge because obviously with social media, you've got depression, you've got a uh, poor body image for kids online. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's technology's really put us in a bad place. Well, the thing, the thing too, we have to kind of remember as with other stuff, you know, technology is technology. wasn't made for that purpose per se. It's the people who manipulate it. Uh, um, you know, so it, that you know, so in and of itself, it's not a bad thing. It, it's the people who are are using it in the wrong way uh, that are are posing a problem problem and making it bad uh, for everybody else, and then you know ends up where you you ha- end up getting it uh, taken away or restricted because of the negative thing, ways that other people are using it. Right. Um, it's. Um... It, it, it's 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 mind-boggling. So you'll love this. So okay. one of my one of my opinions about the disconnect between computers and technology and people are the mm-hmm. IT professionals that are supposed to be helping people get a better grip on this. But gee, mm-hmm. the challenge is is that with IT professionals, most of them don't have the ability to talk to average people as far as helping them connect to their devices. And that's why you're still having a disconnect cybercrime because tech, tech people don't know how to talk to average people. And it's a, and, isn't, and that, once we, isn't that part of the reason they developed tech so they didn't have to talk to average people, I guess, in some way? I think so. I think so you've got two sides of the coin. So I always mm-hmm. put the comparison to Steve Jobs and Bill Gates. So Bill Bill Gates was more the machine guy, like, yeah, it's great. We can make this technology uh, help people. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, but if you learn it, then obviously you're going to benefit out of it. Where Steve Jobs was more like, well, we need to talk to the average person, find out how they want to use technology, and then cater it to work better for them. And that's the big issue that you you deal with is that you've got – only a handful of techs that are like, yeah, we need to make this stuff better for people. Whereas you've got other people like, well, people just need to go to school, learn how to use computer and technology and all this complex machine language and, you know, be a doctor, be a nurse, be a real estate agent, you know? So obviously that's, that's hard to do because if you're in 
a business, you've got to concentrate on your craft. But technology obviously needs to be brought to the masses so that if you are if you purchase a piece of technology, it shouldn't take rocket science for you to figure out how it's all going to work. And so okay. that's why you have the disconnect between like Apple devices and Windows devices. You have people hang on the Windows because that was probably the first piece of technology that they picked up. But with Macintosh and Apple devices, their devices tend to be a little bit more intuitive, um, and that's why people connect with it. But obviously the challenge with Apple devices is that they are more expensive, and it's kind of a half or half-not situation with that technology because in order for you to purchase Mac products, you got to have a pretty penny to purchase that stuff. So there's, it's kind of almost like an elitism as far as your technology is concerned. So, you know, it's, I don't know, it's crazy. Well, also, too, like the way you were talking, I'm, I'm thinking like kind of the opposite, but, you know, you talk about uh, Windows and, and you talk about Apple products. Most of the Apple products, you know, anytime I think about getting an iPhone that, you know, people rave about, it's like, well, no, I don't want an iPhone because the iPhone pretty much is, is I guess if I was lazy, I'd probably love an iPhone, but the iPhone pretty much tells me what to do and tells me what I don't want to do and tells me uh, what what kind of apps I want and what kind of apps I don't want. You know what I mean? Right. Where, right. you know, where you have Android or you, you're using uh, Windows or whatever, you kind of get to structure it for you. Right. You know. So I, I don't know. I guess, I don't know. I guess that's part of that uh, only child syndrome. But anyway, um, we're going to take our final break, uh, and we're going to come back with Burton Kelso of Integral. If you have questions, the number is 516-387-1944. G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. We'll be right back. This is Douglas Dobbs, owner and funeral director at Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community with two generations of family funeral service. With the recent addition of my son Brandon, we are here to take care of the needs of Central and West Orlando. From simple cremation to a full burial, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here to help you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720. Dobbs, dedicated to serving our families. Hi, welcome back to G's Power Hour. I never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. Here with Burton Kelso, Tech Thursday, the third Thursday of the month on G's Power Hour. And if you have questions, the number is 516-387-1944. So I know I've taken us off on a variety of tangents today, Burton. I'm sorry. So let's get back to business. No, you're good. You're good, yeah. All right. So what tips do you have so, for us, and, and what, what did we miss? I know we missed something. Oh, yeah. It's a National Clean After Computer Month. <laughs> okay. And, yeah, so it's funny because, obviously, the term computer has evolved uh, over the past 22 years that National Clean After Computer Month uh, was implemented. But we definitely need to think about our, you know, obviously our laptops our, and our smart devices like our phones and uh, tablets and all that other stuff. So one of the things that I always recommend before you clean out your computer is to make sure that you have some sort of backup uh, in place because, you know, we're humans and 
there are times that we may get a little rambunctious when we're deleting old files off of our computers, and we need to make sure that if we goof up and back up or delete something, that we've got a backup that we can restore from. So one of the first tips I always recommend is to make sure that you have some sort of automatic cloud backup system running all the time to ensure that if you lose your device or if you are trying to celebrate National Clean Out Your Computer Month, you can always retrieve those files back. Because, and I wish I had a number for this, the amount of people that back up their stuff is probably anywhere from 50% or 60% of people that only, that use a computer or a smart device. So in other words, only half of the people are backing up their, their precious information. And of course, there's a school of thought that if you lose it, then you can immediately retrieve that information off of the old hard drive, and that's simply not the case. So my first tip would be you know, always have your stuff backing up automatically on whatever device you own, not just for clean up your computer day, but also just for general purposes. Okay, so you, and you keep talking about backing it up to the cloud. And exactly. so you, you don't recommend um, – a physical backup hard drive at all? Well, if you're vigilant about it, yeah, external hard drive is only 50 bucks, and so that would be the ideal way to back up, say, a desktop or a laptop computer. Obviously, you can't hook an external hard drive or a USB drive to a smartphone or a tablet, mm -hmm. so, I mean, it just right. really isn't feasible. So that's where a cloud backup comes in. But, I mean, yeah, if you know... Like, let's just say you have a desktop computer and it doesn't go anywhere. Then, yeah, an external hard mm -hmm. drive would be the perfect solution for you to have. But if you're mobile and you use, say, a laptop, whether it be a Mac or a Windows computer, there are robust backup systems for those devices. But at the same time, um, there isn't a um, – your the chances that you're going to pull out your external hard drive when you're like at the local coffee shop or working remote or slim to none, because that's like one more item that you have to pull up. Like if you've, right. got, uh, if you've got a newer laptop, then you know that you can just open it up and start working. But if you've got an older laptop, then you've got to plug it in. And then the last thing you're thinking about is, oh, I need to plug this external hard drive in to back up my stuff. So that's why I always promote cloud backup as a viable solution. Okay, and then when do you use thumb drives these days? Well, thumb drives are very unreliable as far as storage devices because most people don't realize that a thumb drive has a limited amount of uh, read-writes or a limited amount of time that it's going to work mm -hmm. before it fails. So most of them won't last anywhere up to two years, but like anything, they can fail. So since you would use a thumb drive is when you're transporting uh, information from like one computer to another computer, or if you are going to present it at an event, uh, then you would carry that information on a thumb drive. And if you store it to a thumb drive, you want to make sure you still have a copy on your computer and a copy on your thumb drive. Just in case the thumb drive dies, then you don't lose your information. But it's only meant to be, let's put it in old school terms. A thumb drive okay. is basically a modern floppy disk. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, you don't want to store anything permanent on it. Just temporary. Okay. All now, right. one of the, I was going to say, now, one of the other tips I was going to share as far as National Clean Up Your Computer Day is tackling your 
inbox in your email. Uh, number one, you want to sort your email by category by setting up different photo, fo folders in your email system, but also go in and delete emails that are uh, two years and older from your inbox. So that way you're relieving stress as far as looking for documents on email. And it's, that's the primary reason. There's that old adage about, well, if I got too many emails, it's going to slow down my computer. It doesn't really apply anymore. It's more for peace of mind of just making sure you're keeping the clutter out of your inbox. I'm even doing that as we speak. I don't know about the, the two-year thing, though. <laughs> no, I, 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 I kind of am. But I, I don't know about right. the two-year thing, though, because I'm like, you know, two years passes by really fast, and some stuff is still, even if it's two years ago, some stuff is still relevant. So, uh, you know, I I, I'm, so I'm struggling I would say with the two-year two thing. Can, yeah, but the main thing is is that you go in and you clear out what you know that you don't need anymore. So let's say that there was a, you get a uh, email about a sale that was going on on Christmas. So obviously those holiday ones you can delete out or uh, maybe correspondence between family and friends and even customers that you know you don't need to uh, re refer back to anymore. So those are the things that you want to immediately um, focus on. But the, um, you know, the important stuff that even maybe a few years old, you definitely want to uh, want to clear all that junk out of there. So, I mean, that's, you know, obviously that, those are the things that you want, but you do want to get into the habit of cleaning out your inbox or next thing you know, you've got like, um, you got a bunch of junk in your inbox that it's going to take you years to clean out. So the, the thing is, is to stay um, vigilant with it clean it out. Now, one of the other yeah. things I was going to recommend, too, for National Clean Up Your Computer Day is to um, make sure that you're going in and deleting, like, old apps, old programs off your computer, old apps off of your smartphones and tablets, and, of course, deleting old photos as well. Because sometimes we'll take photos of stuff to for memorization. Like, in my industry, if I need to memorize a serial number from a back of computer, I'll just take a photo mm -hmm. of it. Um, same thing for other people. Sometimes they'll take a photo of a business card uh, so that they can remember stuff. But uh, there's, um, you know, there, there's always instances where you can go in and start clearing out your old photos. Like if you've got duplicates, any of that stuff, yeah, definitely take the time to clear all that stuff out. Okay. All right. So, Burton, how do we get in contact with you? Well, I love saying, well, just Google me. But, yeah, definitely you can visit my website, uh, www.burdenkelso.com. And then I'm all over the social media channels like TikTok <laughs> promoting myself. So, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he is all over there. place. He, he graced I, – I thank you so much, first of all, for gracing us with your presence because you, Mr. Popular here had, had other interviews he was supposed to be doing today, but he, oh he decided to grace us with his presence. <laughs> Let me tell you about that real quick. So funny story. The interview was either going to be today or tomorrow, and mm -hmm. um, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'll do it Friday because I've got a podcast to be a guest on. But then, gee, they called like Tuesday saying, hey, can you come tomorrow? And so I was thinking Tuesday was Wednesday, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Now i got to call G and say, well, 
can we <laughs> can we meet another day? But then luckily I got my head on straight and realized that they wanted me on yesterday as opposed to Tech Thursday today. So it was it was kind of funny because I had told you, no, you're always a priority, you know. So yeah, well, thank you. Uh, yeah, thank you. yeah, you're Shuck. always a priority. We've been doing this for how many years? Garsh. Uh, Garsh. Wow, it's been a while. <laughs> Garsh. It has been. Uh, least, I think it's been at least since 2018. So yeah, it's been a fun ride. Yeah, it's been a fun ride. One of my one of my favorite things to do is to be uh, a part of your part of your show. So yeah. Wow, Thank golly. You. Thank you. God, oh my God! <laughs> Listen to you, Gorsh. Gorsh. <laughs> oh. I'm really shocked. That's too. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Oh you know? gosh! So don't yeah. you have a? Are we close to a birthday for you, or um, when it? When when is your birthday? I don't care about the year, but what what? I'm baby a groundhog baby. I'm a groundhog. Me serious? and a groundhog, we celebrate. Yeah. So your birthday is your birthday is like on actual Groundhog Day. Yep. Yep. Over and oh over. Oh my again. goodness! <laughs> over and over, <laughs> like the movie. So for Groundhog Day and for your birthday, I'm going to find that Amazon drone and somehow have it show oh, up at your gosh. door. <laughs> I, I know how you I'm love tell you, I'm hoping to get a bow and arrow for for my birthday, so <laughs> just just warning. Oh, that, <laughs> <laughs> and that H and that HDTV house too, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm I'm a little concerned about that. I'm I'm, I'm going to be upset if I if I don't get my HDTV house and. So, when, but, is, when is the end date for that? It is. It is. I don't when remember. Is, I just know that they've got the. In fact, I got to go in and, and sign back up for the, for today because you're supposed to do this like every day. <sighs> anyway, maybe you need to do it with your Gmail address too. Hey, gosh, stop it! I know. You are not funny right I know. now. It's, it's you, yeah, I, I know. You've got to. We've got to have a session. Hey. There are probably other people. You think we can do a session on the next show in terms of how to do that? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, we can do that. Okay, yeah. just not just a just a short part of the segment. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm good for that. All right, sounds like a plan. All right. Well, have a blessed day. I want to say something really quick. Um, if you are a Duke Energy uh, customer. They are giving away trees. If you are, you know, want a tree, maybe not necessarily just for your yard, but maybe if you are a member of a HOA or whatever and you're planting trees in your entry or, or whatever, or you know like there's a nonprofit or something. But it's in honor of Arbor Day, but uh, I think starting tomorrow, but you have to be signed up. So if you're a Duke Energy con- uh, customer, I'm going to try to post it, but go on to the – Duke Energy website and find out about um, how you can get, get your free tree for um, Arbor Day. I'm going to have more information tomorrow, hopefully. But, Burton, thank you for taking the time, and have a blessed day and talk with you next month. And thank you all for listening. This has been G's Power Hour. I never had it so good entertainment. I'm your host, G. Be well, be safe, be blessed, and please remember, all real power comes from God. Take care. <laughs>